Holden, are you a big fan of flying? I don't care. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever, but mainly we just shot shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. That's me. And we've got a great show for you today, featuring our review of How to Train Your Dragons, The Hidden World. There's a lot of flying in that, Holden. All right, let's do it, huh? I was singing the How to Train Your Dragon theme. Good job. <laughs> that one movie podcast. <laughs> Dump. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms. All right, what are we starting with today, buddy? Well, you know, with like always, Holden, we're starting out with the Toms. Toms is a rapid-fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms: Tom Brokaw, Tom Bombadil, and Tom Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holden. Oscars, they're kind of a mess this year. Yeah. Last year, we we reported that they were not going to air uh, the award for cinematography, film editing, live action short, and makeup and hairstyling. And there might have been one other one in there. But uh, last time we talked about that, they were not going to air those live. But they listened to our podcast and changed their mind. They did change their mind. There was also an open letter like signed by a whole bunch of like famous people, but I think it was mainly our podcast that it was changed their mind. It was definitely just us. Definitely just us. That is the power of reporting. Folks. That's a big bro call we're, for me. We're pioneers. Yeah. That's a bro call for me because we did that. We did it. Tom so. Brokaw. There you go. Oscars will air them live. They're not going to edit them, record them, put them in later. So take that, Oscars. And... <laughs> We'll be the hosts this year. We can yeah, get ready. It's tomorrow as when we're recording this, so <laughs> we can do it. So there we go. Also, Holden, it sounds like Margot Robbie will play Harley Quinn in James Gunn's uh, The Suicide Squad after reports last week that she wasn't, which we also talked on our podcast about, and we also changed James Gunn's mind. So we have the Academy... And James Gunn listening to our podcast. Man, we have and really, Margot Robbie. We have some high-end recommendations. Here, we do. So, hey, if you want a, if you want celebrity endorsement, there you go. There you go. James Gunn and collectively the Oscars, <laughs> collectively <laughs> the entire Academy, <laughs> have comprised the majority of our 120 listens so far. All right. Uh, what do you? How do you? Are you excited? Margot Robbie is gonna be Harley Quinn probably now. Yeah. Uh, sure. Is this where you're gonna rank this one? I think this one, this one gives me a. I think it's a Bergeron. A Bergeron for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it has potential to be good, but we have yet to see it r- really be good. I, I this is a a broker on for me. <laughs> you can't do that. This is Tom broker on. <laughs> you can't go in between the in between and the top. <laughs> yes, I can. I just did. Hold it. Take that. Uh, yeah, it's not quite a Tom Broca. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll give it a Bergeron. There we go. But, well, no, Brokeron, because we caused it again. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alden. 
Here's uh, my favorite story of the week. The Punisher and Jessica Jones were canceled by Netflix. These were Netflix's last two remaining Marvel shows. I know you're really excited about this. Hold on. About these shows, <laughs> about these shows getting canceled. Please tell me this is gonna be the sad theme from Wait. from SpongeBob. We're just going to let it go, I guess. <laughs> the Punisher. Jessica Jones. Daredevil. I don't know my Marvel shows. Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. That one about the fist, right? What's the other, what's the fist one? Yeah, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Is, right. Are there any more? Uh... No, you got them all. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, Netflix doesn't anymore. Am yeah. I right, Olin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you can probably tell by me playing the entirety of Taps, I'm really sad about this because um, I have watched every single series of these, and there have been some bad ones. There have been some absolutely fantastic ones, and we ended on two that I thought were, like, really, really good. And so, I mean... I guess we still have one more season to go. They have filmed the third season of Jessica Jones, and it has yet to air, and they're going to air it later this year. Um, but it's pretty much dead besides that. Um, but yeah, I th I'm. this makes me really sad. I thought the last season of Daredevil was one of the best seasons of anything I'd ever watched. It was so well-written, just the action was insane for like a TV show. It was so freaking good and then the last season of Punisher was pretty good too I'm this makes me really sad that they had so much potential going and now they just don't uh do you think we'll see any of these shows in some other form on uh, a Disney plus the new Disney streaming service coming out later this year I think so but whether or not that's going to be sooner or later is questionable because I've I've heard rumors that like um, apparent there's there might have been some sort of thing in the clause in the contract or uh, clause in the contract between um, Netflix and Disney that says that they Disney can't do anything with the shows a certain amount of time after the cancellation or something okay so we might not see anything for a couple years or something but I think I'm I'm pretty confident at least some of those characters aren't completely dead. Iron Fist can stay dead. <laughs> Screw Iron Fist, not very good. <laughs> um, so I haven't watched any any of these. Um, I I get enough superheroes at the movie theaters, but I'm sad for you, Holden. So oh, I I give this an honorary bombadil for you. Yeah, thank you. Even though I revel in your pain and suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bombadil yeah. for me. Big uh, fat bombadil. Anything else you want to say about that, or you want to no. just you just want to move on? Uh, taps took a while, so <laughs> all right, let's let's move on, huh? Well, so you wanted Army Hammer to play Batman, but there there were rumors that this was going to happen, but he said uh, nobody's talked to him about playing Batman. Do you still uh, do you still want him to be Batman, or have you changed your mind in the last week and a half? No, I still want I still want him to be Batman. I mean. Whether or not he's actually in talks to do it doesn't change my mind about wanting him to be Batman. 
right. What would you rate this? That he's not in. That he's not currently in talks to do Batman. That's a bombadil for me. Well, he wasn't on my list, so I'm gonna give it a Bergeron. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Holden. You like Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you do. So we t- we mentioned Disney Plus, the uh, Disney Netflix-like streaming service coming out later this year. Well, this week we got word that maybe we're getting an Obi Wan TV series. What in development for the streaming series uh, streaming <laughs> service uh, to go along with other shows like the confirmed Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Yeah, whole bunch of Boba Fett looking guys, Jango Fett looking guys, and uh, Marvel's Loki series that they're also making. So, Holden, I know you've wanted an Obi Wan movie for a while. I did, as everybody else who likes Star Wars does. Um, what do you think about this? Is it t- like it's gonna be like a limited series? They're saying maybe like six episodes. I guess it depends on what they're doing with it. Bring back Ewan McGregor, and I'm good. Just do that. Yeah. Like don't, don't it, recast it. Is it There's inevitable? No point. Is it inevitable that we'll be giving Disney somewhere between ten to twenty dollars a month for their streaming service a year from now? <laughs> I hope not, but probably. <laughs> maybe I'll just. Maybe I'll just keep making free accounts like I do with HBO. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. John Krasinski. Hold on. Oh, he's got to eat some fruit snacks. First snack of the day. I I didn't have. I forgot to bring like a special snack like I have before, so I just pulled some stuff I had in my backpack out. Got some fruit snacks. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, so. You like that A Quiet Place movie that came out uh, that in 2018? Good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well, they're making another one, A Quieter Place. No, I, we don't know if that's <laughs> the title. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, John Krasinski will return to direct the sequel, apparently. Uh, probably not going to act in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, but... Uh, what do you think about that, Holden? You excited for A Quiet Place 2, or do you think they should just leave it a standalone movie? Um, I guess it depends on where they go with it. If John Krasinski's back to direct it again, that might be good. Because um, I know he, he and his wife, Emily Blunt, were the driving force behind the last one, so I don't know. I mean, I know this is all being made just because the company wants it to be made to make more money, but... I mean, it could potentially be good. Well, the, they kind of left us on, like, the the ending was, like, <laughs> we're going to just go down and hunt a bunch of these alien things. Yeah. What If it takes that direction, is this a movie you still would want to see? Because that was sure. a complete, like, tonal shift from the rest of the movie. I think as long as it doesn't market itself as a horror movie, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm kind of in the place that... We'll see where they go with it. I think it's probably better off just leaving it as a standalone movie. But it made a bunch of money, and this one will probably make just as much money. So, If not more. All right. What are you going to rate that? Give it a Bergeron. Bergeron. I think I'm going to sit as a, at a Bergeron as well. So that will wrap up Tom's for the week. What do you think? What do you, how would you rate this Tom's? Well, then we're getting meta here. Oh, man. This Tom's gets a fat... Bombadil, just because you brought up the Netflix series getting canceled. Well, it's a broke off for me. It's a, a a broker on. I heard about the cancellation in one of my classes, and then I just like couldn't focus the rest of class. I was just sad, <laughs> even though I knew it was coming. Oh my, Holden. All right, well. Mm. That'll make for a great transition. It's really good. 
Mott's fruit snacks. They're not as good as Welch's, but they'll do. Moon pie. What a time to be alive. Alright, Olden. It's time for What a Time to Be Alive. What a time it is. What Indeed. a time what a time it is for a time to be alive. We both have segments this week wow. for it. Holden actually have a left his came end of the bargain. Wow. Do you want to go first, Holden? Sure. Um, so this is this isn't really like a story of something that happened this week, but I guess it was part of a video I watched on YouTube. But I was watching I've been like watching videos of like the history of theme parks and stuff. Because I think it's like really interesting because there's like a bunch of these amusement parks and theme parks that are just mm -hmm. like that have really interesting histories and there's a lot of like weird corporate behind the scenes for a lot of these. But I learned I watched this one video. I'll give credit to Defunct Land on YouTube. Oh yeah, I've heard of that channel. Yeah, um, they're pretty good. Um, but I found this one uh, on a video that was about the history of Santa-themed theme parks. And there's this one in Brazil called Park Alba Noel. I'll spell it A-L... Wait, it's... Hold on. I don't actually know. A-L-B-A... A-L-B-A-N-O-E-L. Okay, let me say it. A-L-B-A-N-O-E-L. And it's this theme park in Brazil that was... Uh, it was going to be supposed to be like a third the size of Disneyland or Disney World. Um, and it was going to be this big thing. And it was being made by this like politician. And he was providing all this funding. But then this politician got killed in a car accident. And it like got halted in production. And it's just like stayed there. And it's just this creepy abandoned theme park that's sitting in the middle of Brazil right mm -hmm. now. I'm going to show you some pictures from it. Um, <laughs> That'll be great for the audio listeners. Here. Yeah, well, I just want your reaction. But if you, you can, you guys can look up the pictures. Like, look at this. That's it's, pretty creepy. It's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I. I think abandoned theme parks are incredibly interesting, especially if they just like, if they're just left alone by everybody. But apparently, this place is like a lot of people use it as like an airsoft battlefield <laughs> now. Yeah, well, naturally. Yeah, as you do with abandoned places. But yeah, I don't know. I I was like obsessed with just reading about this place this week. I thought it was super interesting, and it's I like it's something that I almost like want to go see, but I'm not gonna book a trip to Brazil just to go yeah. see this park. But maybe someday if it's still around. All right, Holden. We've had some pretty crazy weather here ourselves. We got uh, seven inches of snow the other day. We got some more snow last night. We're getting more snow throughout the rest of the weekend in southeastern South Dakota. Uh, this story comes from a while ago. I think it was back in 2017, but I think it deserves mentioning. Uh, in 2017, a man named Theunis, it's spelled T-H-E-U-N-I-S. That's about as right as it could be. Theunis Wessels, that's his name. I'm just going to say Wessels. Okay. Theunis. Theunis. Uh, Wessels insisted on mowing his backyard despite there being a tornado outside. Um, his wife snapped a picture of him mowing the lawn with the tornado in the background, and it went viral on the internet. So if you just go look up man 
oh yeah I've during seen tornado that. you'll see this picture that's like a meme <laughs> i thought it was fake <laughs> no it's real uh Thanos, whatever his name is, defended himself saying that the tornado was farther away than it appeared in the photographs and said that he was keeping an eye on it. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> he also mentioned how he watched a TV program about storm chasers, so he was familiar with tornadoes. <laughs> that was part of his rationale. So, um, if you're feeling a little lazy about mowing the lawn, uh, this guy did it during a tornado, okay? So, <laughs> this guy's pretty dedicated to his lawn. It's like Hank Hill from King of the Hill. Yeah. That's his thing. His wife, his wife said that he was just really, really adamant about <laughs> mowing the lawn that day. And he wanted to get it off his uh, checklist. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah, there's a little picture in on my It notes looks here. photoshopped, it but it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All right, Olden, what a time to be alive, huh? Yeah, indeed. It really is a time to be alive. All right, Holden, it's time for our random segment of the week. Oh, yeah. This time it's my turn. And you can't look at my computer because I got the answers here. I'm going to have you play a game. There's a test. I didn't study. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play a game. So there will be seven different sound effects from the GarageBand library, each from a unique category. Oh, and you'll, I will give you four options. You have to determine which one uh, is the sound effect. And hold on. If you get four correct, then I have to say in a Squidward voice, I was, I am most likely, I was voted most likely to suck eggs in high school. <laughs> but if you get more, get four more wrong, you have to say it in your Squidward voice. Hold on. What do you say? Are you all right? Are you ready to go? All right. So your first category is a language. So I'll let you listen to the sound effect. You have to tell me if it's the Hebrew number three, the French number seven, the Chinese number four, or the Arabic number six. Oh my god. Sitta. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'll go over it for you. Hebrew number three, French number seven, Chinese number four, Arabic number six. It's the Hebrew. Holden, that is incorrect. It is Arabic <laughs> number six. You were close. Sit down. Sit the. Sit the. All right. Our next category is why are you just pulling out a random receipt? I don't know. I was fiddling in my pockets. <laughs> That's distracting for the listeners, Holden. <laughs> All right. Our next category is animal noises. Baby animal noises, oh. to be specific. Oh, of course. We have baby fox, bear cub. Baby seal and baby lion. All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> a baby seal. It's a baby seal. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. It's Damn. a bear cub. <laughs> Over to Alden. <laughs> Shit. Uh, step up my game. That is a bear cub chatter, I believe, is the sound effect in the GarageBand sound effect library. I'm glad. All right. I'm not going to take this knowledge anywhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next distinct category is animals again. <laughs> this time you get to choose from baby fox, a different bear cub, <laughs> different bear cub sound effect, a baby seal, or a baby lion. That's baby fox, a different bear cub, baby seal, baby lion. All right, let's take a listen. That's a fox. 
All right. That's a fox. That is a baby fox. Yes. You are on the board. (laughs) It sounded like a whimpering dog. That's how I knew. Congratulations. You are one for three. You got to, you got to, wait, you have, I got to get get one more more. wrong, right? You got to get three out of four. Yeah. That's an uphill battle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For the next distant category, it's animals again. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, your options are not babies this time. It's seal, otter, hyena, or flamingo. Seal, otter, hyena, or flamingo. Oh, that was that was the end of the last one. That was the other one, I think. Yeah, you just right. did that one. There it is. That's a hyena. Is that your final answer? Yeah. All right, Alden, you're... you're Two for two in the last two. But it was two laughing. That's not even hard. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Maybe you, you ever see the Lion King? Whoopi Goldberg is a hyena in that. <laughs> You're saying that sounded like Whoopi Goldberg? No. I'm just saying is that Whoopi racist? Gold- no, I'm just saying Whoopi Goldberg was a hyena. <laughs> right. Uh, our next distant category is animals once again. Oh, All wow. right. <laughs> Uh, there, you have three questions left. You got to get two of the last three. Uh, the, your options this time are pandas, okay, uh, flamingo, seal, or otter. Panda, okay. flamingo, seal, or otter. What the? F- <laughs> I can replay it for you. Panda, flamingo, seal, or otter. That's a- otter. Alden, I'm disappointed in you. This is a panda. It is? Yeah, that's what a panda sounds like. Wow. A panda bleeding. Well, not bleeding, but bleat. bleating. Bleating. Yeah. Pa- that is panda bleat number one from the wow. from the GarageBand sound effects library. So now you got to get the last two or you're going to be sucking some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For this distant category, we're doing animals again. <laughs> uh, your choices this time are wolf. Panther, otter, and reindeer. <laughs> reindeer. Is that your final yeah. answer? It is reindeer. Congratulations. Oh, oh, man, we're on the edge of the seat. This is Three it. It's three. coming down <laughs> to this. Someone will be sucking eggs. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, all right. What do you think the next category is, Holden? <laughs> I don't know. Here's a hint. It's not animals. Wow. Is it human languages again? No, it's animals. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> We're back to uh, what well, we we have a mix of baby animals and normal animals. So wow. your options this time are tiger cub, baby hippo, ostrich, or sea lion. This is it for all the marbles. Okay. <laughs> what the f***? Baby hippo. All right. This is it. It's coming down to this. Is it baby hippo? Final answer. Yeah. It is not. It is a tiger cub holding <laughs> ear sucking eggs today. <laughs> what kind of cub sounds like that? A tiger cub. All That's right. a tiger cub roar. All right. Let's hear it. I was voted most likely to suck eggs in high school. <laughs> That's right, Alden. You were. Our <laughs> that has been another random segment. Probably the best one so far because I came up with it. <laughs> and, uh, hey, you didn't have Richard Nixon wearing three hats. That's an in-joke for the listeners hey, of the previous yeah. podcast. 
sombrero with a bowler cap on top of that upside down and then another hat on his hand i think something like that something like that a fedora on his hand or something maybe i don't know all right but our listeners sure will know our listeners are loyal faithful the academy (laughs) and (laughs) And james James gunn Gunn. they will know and margot robbie all right god james gunn all right so let's get on with our review of how to train your dragon the hidden the world after a short break All right, Holden, you ready to review some How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, or as we like to say, How to Dragon Your Trains at World's End. At World's End. <laughs> because it, it it takes place where Pirates of the Caribbean 3 takes place, most certainly. <laughs> um, so this is our non-spoiler segment of the review. If uh, you want to listen to spoilers, that is in our podcast exclusively, if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're listening to the podcast, just keep on listening, and we'll get into spoilers later on. Yeah. But this is non-spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, fear not, because we will not spoil anything here. Nothing that isn't in the trailers. Nothing that isn't in the trailers. All right. So this is the third installment, the final installment of the How to Train Your Dragon series. Yes. The trilogy. Uh, So after the events of the first and second one, Hiccup is the chief of Burke. Uh, he's leading Burke, uh, the Burkeans and the dragons are living happily ever after together until they're not. They're freeing dragons all over the place. They got a lot of dragons. And then another, many guy dragons. Is like, another guy's like, I want to kill all the dragons. There's this one. Well, you it's, know, this movie should really just be called How to Train Too Many Dragons because there's a lot of dragons. <laughs> there are a lot of dragons. <laughs> they keep getting more dragons. They're like, we don't need any more dragons. Um, so basically, the food critic from Ratatouille comes in. And he's like, "I'm gonna kill all your dragons because that's what he looks like. He's got the face that is like just a vertical rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> I want your dragons." And he kind of has the ide- ideology from the first one that like dragons and people can't live in harmony, so yeah. I'm gonna kill the dragons. Kind of, it shows how far the Burkeans have come. So. Yeah, so that's kind of the uh, kind of the summary of the plot. And uh, what did you think of this movie, Holden? What's your overall reaction? I thought it was pretty good. I yeah. thought I I enjoyed it. I don't think it's. I think it's probably the worst one, but I like all of them. So that's not. I mean, it's not to say it's bad, but I think it's. I think it's good, and just not the best one. I would agree with that. Like, it's. I think it's the weakest one of the trilogy. Uh, it's still pretty good. Uh, I think he, uh, the first and second ones are better. Uh, some of the strengths of this movie, uh, some of that stood out to me were the visuals, the oh, animation, yeah. and then beyond that, visual storytelling. Like, there's there's one sequence in particular that I can think of that's about six minutes, six and a half minutes long in this movie. That is like basically no dialogue, and it's just. Uh, John Powell's beautiful score, and um, and some dragons flying. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just goes to show how great their visual storytelling was in this movie that they completely pulled off that scene. Yeah, in my I, opinion, I think as far as like traditional 3D animation goes, this is like about as good as it gets. Um, 
visual wise like I, one of the things I notice is like when they're in like the forest like the foliage and stuff looks so good it mm-hmm. looks like realist it looks photorealistic I was I was like really impressed with it um, the water looks really good too water effects are something that's usually praised in movies like these but all looks pretty good yeah and I mean like the characters all look good too they're all supposed to still look like cartoons but they all like have a lot of added detail I thought like like the blacksmith character yeah. had a lot more detail on him yeah he had like he was always like dirty yeah and i think gobber i believe his name yeah is. i think so. um yeah he had just like his beard was always like dirty and he had the kind of like just a dirty face yeah and, yeah um anything else you want to add about the visuals um visual storytelling anything I don't think necessarily. <laughs> it seemed I, like a lot of the times it was like windy and their hair was like just gently. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hair effects being shown yeah. off. I Well, I I thought it was, I mean, this can go when we talk more about like the action scenes, I guess. But I, I thought it was like interesting the way that they animated some of the action scenes. Because like some of it, like especially the one that makes that I'm thinking of is like it, the intro scene when they're rescuing the dragons on the boat. Yeah. They like film it to make it look like a one sh- a one shot action yeah like, like choreographed scene mm-hmm. but it's I mean it's all animated it's all animated I I really liked that long take at the beginning and yeah. that's something I noticed um, there's a lot of motivated camera movement in this film which I really like I mm. think that worked really well um, what did you think of the the intro did you because the other two movies, if I remember correctly, at least the second one, they they like start out with a real bang, and it's like really exciting. You mm-hmm. throw it into it right away, and it's really high action. I thought like this the, one's more of like a, a a stealthy sort of intro without getting it, into spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good way of like introducing what the characters have been doing in the last year since the uh, the last movie. Yeah, that that was surprising to me. I was thinking this was going to be more of a time jump i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't know it only took place a year afterwards because the second movie takes place five years after the first one yeah i was thinking we're, we're gonna get another five years but i just didn't know what i was doing apparently not <laughs> um so one of the strengths of this movie that stood out to me was the score which i think oh, goes yeah. for all of them i think these movies really benefit from john powell's excellent oscar nominated <coughs> excuse me score um if he doesn't get another nomination for this one, I don't know what the Academy's doing. But, I mean, I guess we don't know what the Academy's doing now anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty off their rocker anyway. Uh, yeah, just really, like I said, that one uh, visual scene that was six and a half minutes with a little dialogue. Uh, just the music was great. Mm-hmm. The, I really like how he uses, like, flutes in this. They're, like, just beautiful. Just captures the whole, like, whimsical and magical uh, aura of this world. Yeah, and the excitement at the same time. I'm not even like a huge flute person, but yeah, it's like that's one of the things I like about all of these scores, all three. The flute's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what I think maybe the biggest strength of these movies is just the amount of heart they have. Like mm-hmm. you can tell that these characters just work together. Like the whoever makes these really loves all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that they put a lot of their time and effort and a ton of passion into this movie, which, like, and to see that translate to the audience when you're watching it, I think, is a testament to their ability in filmmaking. Yeah, well, and, uh, like, this kind of goes along with that. I, I thought, like, 
the character arcs and stuff that went along with this movie felt like very natural. Um, they felt they kind of, I don't think they necessarily had, but it kind of felt like this movie had been planned out from the start, which was kind of cool. Like a lot of this, a lot of the uh, characters and um, plot points in this movie just kind of felt like a very natural continuation from the last movie. And so, yeah. Do you know, so are the books similar or is this like a completely original story? Do you know that? Uh, well, I know, I know the first book, I think the first book is pretty similar to the first movie, but I don't think like the rest of the books in the series, I think are about different things. Okay. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't, I don't remember exactly what they're called, but yeah, I don't, I think this is a lot different from the books. Um, Toothless, of course, is just great. And yeah, he's, he steals every scene. Toothless that is he's. the best character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I th- and he, I think he's the best character in like all of them. Yeah, he he steals the scenes every every time he's in it, and um, yeah, he just I think that helps you as a viewer buy into this movie is the relationship between Hiccup and Toothless uh, is is so strong, mm-hmm. and the just the. You, these are really likable characters, and I, I think it works really well for the film. Let's I talk agree. about the villain. Okay. Because I think... Grimmel. Grimmel, yeah. Uh, see, I didn't even remember his name. <laughs> um, is he good? Is he bad? I think he's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, he was... One thing I liked about him was that he was clever. Like yeah. He, he seemed to be, like, on top of... One step ahead all the time. I just didn't necessarily buy into his like motivation and he seemed like just one-dimensionally evil like yeah like wh- like why is he that hell-bent on yeah it's, he's like i want to kill the dragons to maintain peace but when he comes there they're all living in peace with the dragons yeah and is this getting into spoilers no okay i mean yeah i, I, don't I, think I so. guess i guess it's, it's just his motivation yeah it's pretty transparent I mean, because that, that's where you left off the second one. He's just, yeah. they're all living together with the, the dragons and happy. And this guy just wants to kill the dragons. Yeah. Wants Why? to kill all the Night Furies. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just kind of evil, which is a problem with, that I have with the second one, too. Is mm. that like, the villain's just kind of evil for no, not a great reason. Yeah. Well, I, or at least they didn't really flesh out that reason they, I didn't buy into his motivation I should say the villain in the second one I liked more just because to me he felt like more ruthless and intimidating I, I thought like this guy yeah he was he was clever but he was I don't know I, f- I, I won't get into it but I felt like there were a few points in the movie that they could have just easily taken him down oh yeah <laughs> like, it, yeah. It, it shouldn't have been that hard yeah he did yeah I just didn't really I don't know. He was a mixed bag for me. Uh, another thing that that uh, I didn't love about this movie that kind of goes with it being like a, a more of a kids movie is that um, just a ton of heavy foreshadowing. Oh yeah, <laughs> so much foreshadowing in this movie. It's like, whoa, da 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 da. I wonder if that's gonna happen. Like, I oh, hiccup. <laughs> you need to do this, or yeah. I can't remember what it was. Uh, there was one. There was one specific line though that I just turned to Joe and I'm like, "Well, that's definitely gonna happen." Yeah. <laughs> just, Joe's our friend who went and saw the movie with us. Just yeah. For context. Um, yeah, that kind of took me out of the movie. And like, there's some foreshadowing in the other ones, but like, I felt like this one was like, 
<laughs> really over the top. Like you saw everything coming mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, uh, villain is one dimensional. We kind of talked about that. Another thing I thought about this movie uh, was more of a weakness was that they were like trying to convey too many like adult themes without going into them. <clears throat> I thought they were just trying to like they're like here's a lesson here's another lesson here's another lesson instead of just focusing on kind of one main one hmm. like the other ones did well in my opinion I'll be interesting I don't, well, I don't, I don't have to talk about uh, that yeah. in spoilers um, and for me the emotional impact didn't land in this movie as much as it did for the other two. Oh, I thought it hit me pretty hard. Oh, so it did hit you pretty hard. I mean, I, it, I'll talk about it in the spoilers, but I thought the ending was really good. Really? Okay. Because I, I had a that was a mixed bag for me as well. Was okay. the ending? All right. So, um, well, okay. Let me see what else. I thought the script was kind of hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. I thought like at the beginning, it was kind of shaping up to be kind of weak. I thought like, well, okay. I think the problem is I don't like most of the other side characters oh, okay. on yeah. Burke, like the like Hiccup's friends. Yeah, his friend group. Aside from Astrid, which I'm fine with Astrid, I I think like his friend group's kind of annoying for the most part. There's some parts where they can be funny, but I've always kind of thought they were just kind of they don't necessarily need to be there. That's that's one thing I I put down is that I think this movie would have benefited from more humor. Like there were kind of a lot of gags, but they weren't funny yeah. and they weren't necessarily trying to like be laugh out loud moments but mm-hmm. it just seemed like this movie should have been a movie where we went to it and it was like a good time and it was hilarious and I feel weird kind of requesting like or wishing that there was more humor because I think a lot of movies try to put in too much humor mm-hmm. but this one I think it would have been more of a fun ride in the in the vein of the Lego movie too, which oh, I think yeah, had just true. like the right amount and it was this great fun emotional ride as well um it would have it would just added to the the fun element of going to see this movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i can see I, that i don't think that's like a big knock against it mm-hmm. but i think this movie definitely would have been benefited from a, a few good one-liners and a, a yeah. few good jokes i i think i would have liked uh I would have liked Hiccup's mom to maybe be more part of it. Yeah, I really liked was, her in the second movie. Yeah, she really wasn't didn't have that, a ton to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, without getting into spoilers, uh, anything else you want to add in the non-spoiler review? Oh, let me see what I got on my notes. Um, I th- all the voice acting's pretty good. Um, I think what's his name who voices Hiccup Jay Baruchel or whatever yeah um, he he does pretty good uh, or I mean he do, I think he does really good as Hiccup he's he can get pretty emotional but it's also he it's kind of now when I hear that voice even when I see the actor I think it's Hiccup like I, I just associate with him with Hiccup now um, the other voice actors are pretty good <laughs> Kit Harrington's in it yeah Kit Harrington's in John it John Snow John Snow yeah for you Game of Thrones fans out there um, F. Murray Abraham's the bad guy. He's a big name. He was in the movie Amadeus. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was not Mozart, but the other guy. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's all I've really got. Concluding thoughts. What what kind of rating do you think you give this one? Uh, pull up the list. Um, um, we have a few 
brainstormed rating ideas that aren't just simple simply numbers out of ten. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I see what you're trying to do there. Basically, almost. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair rating. I'm gonna give it a Lawrence a Lawrence Fishburne, which is never gonna be one of the greats, but. Boy, he, he deserves some recognition, huh? Okay, he's yeah. a pretty good actor, you know. My uh, my my rating means essentially good, so yeah, I, good I not think great. For me, this equates to about an eight out of ten. Yeah, okay. What, what would, what would you probably say? Mine's probably more of a seven. A seven out of ten, yeah. really? I don't I, know. I felt like I knocked him more than you did, but I don't know. I, I felt little... I felt like you were rating it high for your uh, for what you were saying. I don't oh, know. okay. I I mean, I really did like this movie. Um, yeah, it just I I felt like it was a little disappointing. Like I left mm. the theater disappointed, but that was mainly because I didn't love the ending, which is interesting because you really liked the ending, and you gave it a lower score. Than I liked I the movie more as it went on. We can get into that. I like right. the second half more. Well, this will conclude our non-spoiler review of How to Train Your Dragon. If you're watching us on YouTube, we have a spoiler review in our podcast. Go check it out. That one movie podcast currently available on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Just look up that one movie podcast, and we will show up. Yeah. Uh, and if you're also already you can, listening to this podcast. You can also podcast, listen to me eat another food. <laughs> you have that to look forward to. If you are already listening to this podcast, good for you. Sit tight. Let's get into spoilers. If you don't want to, if you haven't seen it yet, look at the time codes and skip to what are you doing? Our final segment of the show. Yeah. All right. So we just got done with our non-spoiler review. Yes, we did. Now we're going to spoil the heck out of this movie. How to Train Your Dragon. Spoilers. Three. Okay, first off, I should have mentioned this in the non-spoiler review. You can't just go How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon 2, and then How to Train Your Dragon the Hidden World. That that implies that it's more of a spinoff than the concluding chapter. They should have included the number three. Or they should have no changed... No one cares. I care, Holden. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get into the spoilers, huh? Where do you want to start? Uh, okay. Let me see if I have something. Okay, I, I want to share my favorite part of the movie, which is Toothless trying to woo the, drag, the female that is, dragon. Yeah, that's the best part of this movie, well, I think. That's I, the, the I think that whole storyline is the best part of the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's just like this hopeless romantic, and then like um, Hiccup's trying to help him, and it's... That that's just hilarious. Yeah, I think um, I made this compare. I made this comparison about the scene where he's on the beach trying to impress her um, to Joe yesterday. But Toothless is a is essentially the equivalent of like an art student, and why people find art students attractive. He's not very good at athletics or dancing or anything, but sh- he sure can draw. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool for some reason. That's what woos her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, she he drew her. Maybe she's just a huge narcissist. That could be. What did you think of the the Light Fury? Did you care about her? I thought she was pretty cool. I mean, like I, I don't know. I guess I, I wasn't like really emotionally attached to her, but I like I liked her for Toothless's sake. Yeah. Um, I thought the animation on her was really good. Um, so I guess on a surface level, I liked her. I never, like, I didn't, I mean, I just kind of thought <laughs> I find her attractive, but deep down she's kind of boring. I don't care. She's a, <laughs> I mean, she saves him at the end, which I think helps. But, like, I didn't really care about anything. I mean, like, 
I didn't care about her really because I didn't have any attachment to her other than Toothless liked her, but like Toothless just met her, you know. So yeah, I was kind of waiting for her to be like a, a villain or something, you know, or tied to, you know, I guess. But I'm cl- I'm kind of glad she did just didn't turn out to be a villain. That would I think I am too. That would have been like I was thinking this whole time, and I'm sure no one listening to this podcast will understand. But there's this episode of the Lilo and Stitch series from the early 2000s. That <laughs> I don't even understand all <laughs> Yeah, that re- <laughs> recycles that would have recycled that ex- uh, that same plot line if they had gone the way of oh, okay. her being a villainous, toothless. Yeah, I mean, she was fine. Like, uh, it was fun to watch toothless try to woo her but mm-hmm. I, did, I wasn't too attached to her character yeah or or that relationship i guess i, mean, I think he could he would have been fine with any dragon i like that he ended up with one of his own kind because then they got to make the really cute babies at the end and they did they got to make cute little dragon babies that are gonna have to have incest with each other to survive I <laughs> <laughs> ruined that. Well, yeah. Well, on the ending of this movie, what do you think? Okay, let's start with uh, having the the dragons leave and live somewhere else. Oh yeah, uh, I thought that the I, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it, the emotional the emotional hits hit me like kind of hard. I wasn't crying, but I definitely felt like I could have cried if I wanted to. I don't know. I like when Toothless let or when Hiccup let Toothless go. It was just like really sad. Um, and then I thought at the very end when he comes back so many years later, it was a nice reunion for them when he uh, meets Toothless again as a much older adult. All right. Here's my problem with the ending. Um, why why do they have to live separately? Like why do like why do all the dragons have to go and live at the it, like they loved they were perfectly happy with Burke, the people of Burke were happy, the dragons were happy, and they're like, no, we have to live separately. Like what? I don't like. I understand like letting your friends go and letting them letting them uh, do what's best for them mm-hmm. and not you know controlling them. I understand that part, but like, was that necessarily like the like segregation of these two communities was that like the ideal situation was like i understand that like there's gonna be no more fight like the dragons guess inspired like all this conflict between people and like the world wasn't ready for dragons i think that's the main draw i think that's the main point of it i just didn't buy that though at all i just was like this is unnecessary um and I'm gonna compare it to Wreck It or Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I know you, I you haven't seen. You, it. Not, you haven't seen, but basically the this message of that movie is very similar. And you have to let your friends go, and it works so much better in Ralph Breaks the Internet, for me anyway. Although I like this movie a lot better, um, that like I bought into that their reasoning a lot more than I bought into this reasoning. I just didn't see that it was necessary for mm-hmm. them to live separately. And then, I mean, the whole epilogue scene is really nice and stuff, but you're like, you're like, Toothless didn't even come back and say hello. Like, <laughs> it's been like, it looks like it's been like 10 years. It's yeah, like, I guess that's a, that's a good point. Like, really? Like, he wouldn't have come back once, you know? That was the first time they had seen each other. Mm-hmm. And then also, how, I mean, like, I'm not a big person to like point out plot holes or like hold plot holes against a movie, but like, 
<laughs> they just took that little boat to the edge of the world <laughs> with their kids. Like that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How long did that take? I mean, it took them days to get their own dragons. So like, um, that's like just you know whatever. Mm. But for me, yeah, I mean the ending scene is nice with the kids and that's adorable and it's nice to see Toothless and Hiccup back together again just for that little moment. But I didn't think they needed to be separated in the first place. And my least favorite part of any of these movies is the separation between Hiccup and Toothless because they're so cute. They are really <laughs> cute. Their chemistry works so well together. They're, they're such a good like best friend duo. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it doesn't like ruin the movie or the franchise for me. I just, I guess it was just selfish that I wanted them to be together. Yeah, whatever. Um, if there would maybe a better reason, in my opinion, for them to be separated, I could buy into that. But mm-hmm. I just didn't buy into the one they gave us. That's my opinion on the ending. Okay. There's also another scene. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another. Uh, scene in the middle with the bad guy who like he captures the it's right before the whole final thing where he captures the two night fairies and he like shoots him with his little uh sleeping dart things and (laughs) hiccups like running after him and he's like just behind toothless uh running for the the light fairy and he like shoots them and they go go to sleep and like hiccups running and then cuts cuts back to the guy and he already has them tied up and like ready to go and like it was a fraction of like two seconds i'm like how did you tie them up that quickly (laughs) like that's not possible uh again i i'm not gonna hold that against the movie i just thought that was funny when i was watching it i was like that's just not possible um i i did like this movie i feel like i've been like really hammering it yeah during these reviews um but like i can't emphasize the strengths enough like the heart of these movies the visual style the the score they all work together so well you know what i really liked in this movie what's that the weird scorpion dragon things oh yeah i thought those were so cool they like had the um acid yeah the grimmels like the henchmen dragons I like every time those came on, I was like, "That's such a cool design for it, and a unique design for a dragon." I uh, I I thought the new dragon designs in this movie were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I liked pretty how creative. the uh, the sheep were disguised as dragons. Yeah, they like, wear little dragon costumes <laughs> to like try to hide amongst the ranks. I thought that was pretty. That, that was, was a good touch, good. good little detail. Um, anything else you want to add to the spoiler review? Um, we haven't talked about. Hold on. What do you uh, think of like? I guess part of the ending as well, the whole hiccup and Astrid getting married. And That's good. Yeah. I thought I thought the relationship was the strongest in this movie. Yeah, it, it was like I mean, obviously, like that was part of the part of the fir- that was like part of the first movie was um, you know, hiccups getting the girl and whatever. It was kind of brushed to the side in the second movie, uh, I think, and then in this one, it was like. I think it was the strongest. I yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that was a really strong element mm-hmm. of this movie. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad they got married, and she's the chiefess. I think they said yeah. so. Um, we didn't talk. We didn't really talk about the action scenes a whole lot. Okay. I thought the action scenes were really really good. Oh crap! Did I just clear that? Oh no, I didn't. Never mind. <laughs> thought I cleared out my notes. Um, yeah, I thought the action scene action scenes were like really good and I, I i think that's a shared element with the second movie is i think just all of them are very entertaining 
Um, they're pretty bombastic, but they they it's not hard to tell what's going on in any of them. Yeah. Um, the final climactic battle for me in this movie wasn't as good as the the first two. Yeah, Especially I can the agree second with one. that. The second one has a really great, like, mm-hmm. huge epic ending, or that was the end of the second act, even when yeah. his dad dies. Um, that's a cool thing with the two alphas fighting each other and then all the other stuff's going on you have like all these little things happening in the scope of this huge thing mm-hmm. um yeah this no. one was more understated which can work um for like finales but i didn't quite work for me in this one not that it like was bad it just wasn't as good as i mm-hmm. think it, it could have been or as other or as other things were in the series I think it's hard to go a lot bigger than that battle you were talking about in the second movie. That's true. That's sec- cause we like, had a joke before we went in, like, wow, what bigger dragon are they going to fight this time? Because yeah. it's kind of like they fight two big dragons in the first two, and they really no, are not really. No. In this um, one. Yeah, I I think that, yeah, the end of the second act in the second movie is, like, the best battle in the series. That's really good. But, um yeah because there's like no big dragons in this so you can't go big with that so like within the realms of this universe the most you can do is like a lot of ships i guess yeah (laughs) there's a lot of ships in all these movies but i guess they're vikings so yeah um how would you rate these movies or rank these movies uh i think i like the second one the best um I, i i've seen the first one a lot but i haven't seen it in a while i guess um, and I just rewatched the second one, so I guess that's fresh in my mind. But I think I like the second one a little bit more than the first, and then so I'd be second, first, and then third for me. Um, I think when I watched them for the first time this week, I hadn't seen any of them before this week, and um, I think the first time through would be first, second, and third. But I think rewatching them, I think I would like the second one more than the first mm-hmm. upon the second viewing because. And I'd be like, why aren't they friends? <laughs> why aren't they friends yet? I just want you to be friends. The, yeah, the, s- and hiccup. the second and third have a lot more like, I mean, they're not like mature, but they seem more mature yeah, than the I first think one. The themes definitely mature with the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else to add, Holden? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's everything on my notes. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. That has been our spoiler review of How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Go see it, especially if you like the other one movies. There you go. All right, Holden, it's time for our final segment of the podcast. That is, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing, Holden? Me specifically. What are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep Where saying I don't. I keep saying Where, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Where are we? I, t- I don't know. I don't, I woke up here. <laughs> you keep drugging me, putting me in a closet every week, and then just bringing me out for this. <laughs> so how am I supposed to have done anything over the course of the week? You weren't supposed to bring that up on the podcast, Holden. All right. Sorry. Hmm. All right. So I'll, I'll what read are you the, doing in the. I'll read the, the script that, you gave me. That closet (laughs) i'll read the the script you gave me okay um well i've had a busy week i was cast in a a a play as 
as the lead. I, I'm the lead male. The lead kinda. supporting actor. The lead supporting actor. <laughs> the lead male role. It, in it's this not play. really. It's not really like basically Holden is Tom Hanks. Yeah, pretty I close. Guess, um, so That's, he's kind of our expert opinion now on the show. Yeah, believe of it or just not, anything of anything. Yeah. Holden, what so do you think of? Exciting. What do you think of space? Well, space is infinite. There you go. Expert. <laughs> heard it here first. You heard it here first. Space is That's infinite. That's a hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so besides like being busy with school-related stuff, I started watching True Detective Season 1. It's good. It's good. good. Season of TV. I think, yeah, I there's a lot of hype for it. I'm only two episodes in right now. I haven't really had a lot of time to watch any more than that right now, but watched a quarter of it now it's pretty good you got matthew mcconaughey being matthew mcconaughey just being like this real sad like i'm matthew mcconaughey I'm matthew mcconaughey i drive a lincoln yeah. not because i like it but because i get paid a ton <laughs> of money all and you right. got woody harrelson being woody harrelson too all right all right all right <laughs> can you do a woody harrelson impression no <laughs> <laughs> hey listen to that one movie podcast Matthew McConaughey. It's a pretty, what are you doing here? It's a pretty good show, if I do say so myself. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. The what else? What else about this week? Uh, yeah. What, continued my escapades of watching romantic movies. Watched you watched Amelie. Amelie. Yeah, it was pretty good. I still have yet to see it. It's a pretty good French movie. It's very, very weird. Um, it's one of the weirdest movies I've probably seen, but it, weird in a good way. Uh, it's it's really hard to describe without just like giving some of like the weird stuff away, which is something you just, just kind of need to experience. Well, but, then yeah, don't do it. I won't do it. Did you uh, do anything else this week notable, uh, Mister Actor? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. It's just been school and band and. Occasionally sitting around and doing nothing, which um, is nice. I watched a lot of King of the Hills still. Oh, there you go. I watched the first two How to Train Your Dragon films because I hadn't seen them before. And they're pretty nice. good movies. There you go. Pretty good movies, I'd say. Better than the last one. Yeah. But the last one's still pretty good as well. There you go. Uh, I also watched a little bit of Game of Thrones Season 5. Mm-hmm. I have yet That's to the worst season. It is the worst season, but it's still pretty good. It's like the How to Train Your Dragon in the Hidden World of Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's the worst one, but hey, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's about it for me. I haven't finished Limbo yet. Didn't have any time to play it this week. But you should go back to playing Limbo. I'll do right it now. It's just time. sitting in limbo on uh, your computer. It's, it's on my PlayStation. Oh, that didn't work. You almost did it. <laughs> you almost had it. Uh, I've been. Oh, I guess video game wise, I've been playing a lot of uh, Super Mario Bros. Three on my emulator. That's a good game. It's you said classic you, you said you tried Tetris ninety nine. The I did. Battle Royale. Tetris game. That's right. Yeah, I tried Tetris 99. For those of you who don't know, it's Battle Royale Tetris. So essentially, you have 99 people playing at once. <laughs> it's, and it's Fortnite it, mixed with Tetris. Yeah, 
And every time you get a line made or whatever, it sends a bunch of junk blocks over to someone else. And you can, like, choose who you're sending them to, or you can set it to random and stuff. And there's actually a lot of strategy to it. It's a lot of fun, but I'm not very good at it. Say, what's the best you've gotten so far? I think my best was, like, 40th place. Wow. So top half. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say you're better at acting, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, so that will conclude this week's episode of That One Movie Podcast. Yeah, we're done. We're done. That's it. We're Thank done God. for the week. Oh, wait. <laughs> I never ate my second snack. Oh. So right quick, I'm just going to, at the end, open it up. But you, okay. you can keep going. These are tiramisu. He's got a tiramisu cake. That's really crumbly. So hopefully China. It. Yeah, this is straight This is straight from China. We went so to, for those of you we went, watching. We went to China in January. Yeah, this is like all squished and stuff, so it's gonna be really. Messy. We should review a Chinese film sometime. Yeah, let's do that. That one weird, that one monkey one that's popular. The whatever. Monkey King. The Monkey King. Um, yeah. next week we're gonna react to the Oscars, maybe. Mm. Yeah. And we may or may not review Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. What do you think, Holden? Executive uh, decision. A strong maybe. A strong maybe. So check out a Velvet Buzzsaw. On a velvet bus. Uh, just uh, check just one out <laughs> from your local library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out the Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix, and uh, we'll review it maybe next week. Hopefully, in the words we don't die. In in the words of George Washington, what I wouldn't eat that I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> in the immortal words of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Don't go to that theater. I got shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, anything else that we usually say at the end of this? No. Uh, check out our Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, um, and YouTube because we're actually going to be on YouTube. Darn it, this week. Yep, we promised it the previous two weeks, and now it's finally. We're going to deliver. We promise and we deliver. That's what we. Whether do or here. not it's going to be quality. Hey, yeah. well, our motto here is quantity over quality, okay? <laughs> More platforms, l- uh, less quality. Yeah, but, uh, hey, donate to our Patreon. That'd be great. I don't mean to a- just straight up ask for money, but buying movie tickets is expensive. So I can it just, like, contribute. Up. We're not making any money yet. Like, yeah. our goal right now is just to be a net zero, and we're not even close to that. So, so you just donate. We'd, like, we'd really If you donated, it. like, one or two dollars, whatever you can afford. But also, if you can't afford anything, that's super fine. Just listening to us is a big enough support. Or, or donate to, like, places that actually need it. Too. Yeah. Donate that's to okay. charity. That's donate probably to good. charity. Or go volunteer. Man, we're great people. <laughs> we're advertising charity. Yeah. <laughs> Find UNICEF. <laughs> That's right. a charity. All right, let's let's be done talking this week. All we'll right. see you next week. See you all later. Bye. Bye. That's nightly news for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw, and I'll see you along the way.